guys, welcome to Thrive Church Online. Happy Father's Day. I'm Christine and I'm so excited to be your online host today. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome to Thrive and we're so glad that you're joining us this morning. I encourage you to text me to 604-285-5770 or visit mythrive.info to connect with us and receive your very own Thrive Stainless Steel water bottle. Here at Thrive, we love to keep everyone engaged. In fact, we have created specific content for children ages 3 to 12. Parents, head on over to MyThrive.info and click Thrive Kids Online to get them set up with our online activities and Zoom classes from 10.45 to 11.15 a.m. This is a great way for children to be engaged with one another and in fun biblical content that's specifically made for them while we dive into the big question of how to keep hope alive through our current message series called Waiting for Sunrise. I know you can't wait for the message today, but before we jump too ahead, let's start off by engaging with one another. Since today is Father's Day, what is your favorite memory with your dad? Tell the person next to you or visit our Thrive Church online Facebook community group and type your answer now. To share with you guys my favorite memory with my dad is when we went on a father-daughter trip in China. Now, once again, tell the person next to you or visit our Facebook group and share your favorite memory with your dad. to waste, so let's give a warm welcome to Pastor Jamie and Pastor Charlene as I pass the time over to them. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Thrive Church Online. My name is JB. This is my lovely wife, Charlene. We're pastors here at Thrive, and it gives us so much pleasure to welcome you to a very special Father's Day edition of Thrive Church Online. And to all the dads and all the granddads in the house today, a very happy Father's Day to you. And if this is your first time here, then we want to especially welcome you, whether you're a dad or not. And we have a very special gift that we have prepared for you. So if I could ask you to go to my thrive.info and click on new to thrive and there you'll send us your information so that we can send you a very special gift and it's a thrive branded stainless steel water bottle and it's just our way to say thank you for joining us today that's right a huge welcome to all of our first time guests all of our vips in this place can we give them a big hand a big shout together right now it's so good to have you here in fact, we've got a saying here at Thrive, which is that welcoming is not just what we do, it's who we are. And so with that in mind, would you go into your chat rooms right now and welcome one another in your chat rooms? Would you say to the person sitting beside you, if there's someone there, give them a high five, a handshake, a warm hug, and say, it is so good to have you here. Let's welcome one another to the house of God today. You guys are an amazing church, and in honor of all the dads and granddads today, we're going to do a special toast to them in just a few minutes. And so we got some uh, cups here with something that we like to drink. We encourage you to do the same. Go and take 30 seconds, just 30 seconds, to go safely to your kitchen, grab a couple cups, fill it with something that you and the dad that's sitting beside you likes to drink, and we are going to do a toast together in just a few moments. That's right. And if you are a dad or a granddad in this 
this place, we want to especially wish you a happy Father's Day. So we have a gift for you as well. And so if you could go to mythrive.info, click on the button that says Father's Day gift, send us your mailing address, and we want to ship out that gift to you as soon as we can. Now, in addition to that gift that we want to mail to you, another way that we can all celebrate Father's Day today, you can also go to our Facebook community page, and there you can post and share memories about your dad, the favorite thing that you think about when you think about your dad. And this is just another way for us to celebrate Father's Day today. All right. Are you guys ready for our toast? You got your drink ready, your cups ready? We got our cups ready here. So I'm going to give one to Pastor Shar. I'm going to take one as well. If in case you're wondering what this is, uh, this is uh, sparkling apple pear cider. All right. In case you're just wondering. In fact, uh, I think I think Pastor Shar could use a little bit more. <laughs> here. So here we go. All right. So hopefully you've got some as well. And we're just going to do this toast to all the dads. And why don't you raise a glass to the dads and granddads in this house. And we are going to say this together right now. We're going to say, dearest dads and grandpas, thank you for all the ways you love, provide for, protect, and lead your family. Thank you for all the sacrifices you have made for your family's sake. May God fill your body with strength, your mind with peace, your heart with hope. May God cause you and your family to thrive in every way. We love you. God loves you. And today we honor and celebrate you and the very important place you have in our lives and hearts. Happy Father's Day. Let's raise that glass and let's make this toast to all the dads in the house. Here we go. Ah, that's awesome. That's great. We know that Father's Day can be a very complicated day for some of us. Maybe it's recently that you've lost someone who is very dear to you or that your relationship with your dad is not necessarily a happy one. We just want to let you know that our hearts go out to you and we pray that today's service and that especially Pastor JB's message will be an encouragement to you. And if we can be praying for you in any way or serving you in any way, we'd love to hear. You can email us at info at thrivechurch.ca. We would love to hear from you. Do you guys bring your Bibles here today? Are you guys ready for the message? Well, it's time to do that right now. If you've got your Bibles, it's time to grab those right now. And I'm going to encourage you to do this with me. We're going to hold up your ear like so. And this is just a fun way for us to get our hearts ready for the message together. Let's say this out loud together right now. We're going to say, this is my Bible. It is God's word. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I open up my heart so that God's word can come in and change my life. And I will never be the same. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen. If you have your Bibles, if you please turn to, scroll to, flip to Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9. Before we get into the message today, let me tell you this, is that one more very exciting thing we're doing here at Thrive Church. It's called Thrive Discipleship School. And it's something that we created here at Thrive a number of years ago to help people grow in their relationship with God. And so if you have never taken Thrive Discipleship School before and you want to grow in your relationship with God, we highly encourage you to sign up for our next church. In fact, we are launching a brand new term of Thrive Disciple School, and it's a new level of Thrive Disciple School that we've never launched before. It is brand new. It is called Thrive Disciple School Level 3, Embracing Your God-Given Shape. Would you turn to your neighbor and say, you have a beautiful shape. 
You have a beautiful shape. That sounds like a pickup line, but it's also the truth. God gave you a shape that you were made to embrace, to serve him. And in Thrive to Supper School Level 3, we're going to be looking at how to discover how to embrace the shape that God has given to you. And so you can sign up at mythrive.info. We'd love to see you there. We're going to be starting on July the 14th. You do not want to miss this. If you've already taken TDS 1 and 2, then TDS 3 is the next level course you're waiting for. And we love to have you there. Would you turn to your neighbor and say, I can't wait for TDS. Yes, I can't wait for TDS. Let's get into the message right now. We're doing a series here at Thrive. It is called Waiting for Sunrise. And this series called Waiting for Sunrise, we're talking about how do you keep your hope alive, especially in a time of waiting. And the series called Waiting for Sunrise, we are looking at the powerful book of Isaiah in the Old Testament to learn not just lessons about how to keep your hope alive, but also lessons about who God is and his plans for us. It's been an amazing series so far. And if you've missed any episode in this series, I encourage you to go to our Thrive Church Vancouver podcast, check out our YouTube channel to check out all the episodes that we've done so far. Today, we're going to look at Isaiah chapter 9 to start, and the message title for today's message is Everlasting Father. Everlasting Father. See, the reason why I entitle this message on Father's Day, Everlasting Father, is because there's a moment in the book of Isaiah where Isaiah writes this. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, would you read this with me today? It says, for to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of peace. See what's happening here. 700 years before Isaiah, before Jesus Christ was born, Isaiah is writing and how he sees that one day a child will be born who will change the world. And this child won't just be an ordinary human being, but somehow people are going to call him mighty God and everlasting father. That somehow he's going to reveal who God is to all of us. And see, the reason why I call this message everlasting father is because whether you know it or not, the fact is you have an everlasting heavenly father. And when you know who this everlasting father is, it changes everything. It changes the way you look at life. It changes the way that you look at yourself. It changes your level of confidence and security and the kind of peace that you have as you go through even tough, challenging times in your life. And so it is so important for us to know who this everlasting father is. And since it's Father's Day today, let me share with you one of my most unforgettable moments with my dad. Is that okay? Is it many, many years ago uh, when I was still a teenager, my dad thought it was important for me to learn how to golf. And my dad, he took me to a driving range and he said, son, sit down and let me show you how to swing a golf club and hit a golf ball. So I'm sitting there. He takes his golf club. He puts his ball on the tee and he says, watch me here. And then he gets into his proper golf swing stance. He goes, he unleashes, he goes, ooh. And guess what? The ball stays exactly where it is, but the club goes flying into the middle of the driving range. I could see it swivel in the air, and it lands on the grass, and it just happened to be something where one of the staff workers at the golf course, he was driving a cart that, you know, picks up all the balls in the driving range. He was just about to run over my dad's golf club when my dad had go, stop, stop, my golf club is there, and he ran down. We're on the second floor. He ran down. He ran to the middle of the driving range. 
And people are like, what is going on? He grabbed the golf club. He ran back. He was laughing. I was laughing. The people were laughing. And to this day, my dad still insists that he did that on purpose, that that was a joke for me. I don't know about that, but I do remember this, and I'll remember for the rest of my life. And one of the things I learned from that experience is that as accomplished as my dad is, as smart as my dad is, as intelligent as my dad is, sometimes what I appreciate most about my dad is not just those times when he would showcase his strength, but in those times when he would actually be not afraid to reveal his weakness or to not take himself so seriously or even to admit his mistakes. And why do I mention that today? Why do I mention this memory about my dad? It's because our memories about our fathers affect us more than we know. See, some of us, we have really good memories of our dads or a very good relationship with our dads. For others of us, we have not so pleasant memories, maybe even very tough, very hurtful memories, and such that when we think about those memories, we even wonder what kind of relationship we have with our dads after all. For others of us, it's kind of neither here nor there. It's not like, oh, dad is my hero. At the same time, it's also not, I hate my dad, but it's something in between. It's like this mixed bag. It's complicated. It's like there's a lot of love, but there's also quite a bit of hurt. There's good, there's there's bad. There's closeness, and yet at the same time, there's a distance. Do you ever feel that way? And see, maybe that's why when you ever go to a drugstore in the month of May and you want to get a Mother's Day card, there's so many Mother's Day cards to choose from. There's like wall after wall of Mother's Day cards, you know, from son to mother, from both of us to mother, from, you know, grandmother, uh, you know, for grandmothers, and, you know, you know my neighbors, dogs, cats, uh, to mother. There's so many different cards for Mother's Day, but when you get to the next month in June and you look for a Father's Day card, it's like, you know, one little row, you know, one little section of Father's Day cards. It's because sometimes the way that we look at our dads is a bit different. And, you know, I would even venture to say this, is that there is no relationship that affects us quite like our relationship with our dad. And I would even say that we often talk here at Thrive about how we have a God-sized hole that only God can fill. That unless you have you know, a relationship with God that can fill that God-sized hole, you're always going to feel like something is missing in life. We often talk here at Thrive about a God-sized hole. But I want to put it to you today that there's another hole in our lives. It's a dad-sized hole. And the fact is that no matter who we are, it seems that there is in each and every one of us this longing, this desire, this need for someone like a father figure to look up to. Someone that can speak into our lives and say, I love you. I'm proud of you. You're all right with me. And see, it's like the dad-sized hole in our heart. And when we don't get that love and that acceptance and that approval from our dads, we're going to start looking for that love and that approval and acceptance elsewhere. Maybe that's why they say, especially in Vancouver, that gangs are such a rampant thing. Is that they, tend, they tend to attract young men who never felt that love and that acceptance and that approval from their dads. And so they start looking for it elsewhere. And the fact is we all do that in different ways. The Bible says this, in addition to your earthly dad, you have a heavenly father. And sometimes the biggest mistake that we make is something called projection, is that we look at our dads, our earthly dads, and we assume that God is exactly that way too, just a bigger version of our earthly dad. And that's simply not true. 
See, the, your heavenly father is so different from your earthly father. Your earthly father is not perfect. He's far from perfect. Your heavenly father is absolutely perfect. And see, when it comes to your earthly dad's strengths, maybe he's, you know, he's loving, he's generous, he's kind. God is all that and more. He's a thousand times what strength your dad has. But when it comes to your earthly dad's mistakes or his weaknesses, God is the opposite of that. Your your heavenly father is so different from your earthly dad. And, and see, though your earthly dad could never fully, perfectly fill that dad-sized hole in your heart, the fact is you have a heavenly father who fills that dad-sized hole in your heart perfectly. He's called a father to the fatherless. And see, the more you get to know your heavenly father, the more you're going to find that it gives you confidence and security. It gives you this, you know, this ability to look at life in a healthier way. Look at yourself in a healthier way. You have more realistic expectations of the people around you when you know who your heavenly father is. Is that when you have a relationship with your heavenly father is that you tend to worry less. You have more peace even in times of waiting, in times of stress because you know who your heavenly father is. You know that whatever it is you're facing, you also know there's someone who's got your back. And because of that, there's nothing that is too difficult for you. And so it's so important to know who your heavenly father really is. And by the way, for all the dads in the house today, do you know what dads, let me say something to you today, is that our greatest responsibility, dads, our greatest responsibility to our kids is not just to provide for them, not just to protect them, not just to you know, teach them good morals, even more than all those things, our role in their lives more than anything is to reflect their heavenly father to them is to give them an accurate picture of what their heavenly father is like. And so more than providing for them materially, more than sending them to school, more than teaching good morals, all of that, everything we do as a dad is all with one goal in mind. It's to show them that they have a heavenly father who loves them, such that even after we're gone, they will always, always know they have a father who loves them with all their heart, who's proud of them, who accepts them, who approves of them, who's okay with them. Amen. And so dads, that's our role. And that's why more than anyone else, we need to know who our heavenly father is so that we can accurately reflect him to the people around us, especially our kids. And that's why I couldn't think of a more important message to be giving all of us today here on Father's Day. We're going to learn what our heavenly father is like. Now, what does this have anything to do with the book of Isaiah? Let me explain. More than anyone else in the Old Testament, Isaiah speaks about God as your heavenly father. Do you know that? More than anyone else, Isaiah speaks about God over and over and over as not just creator, not just your redeemer, not just, you know, this really strong, mighty God, but he is your father. Look at Isaiah 63 verse 16 and read it with me. It says, but you are our father. Though Abraham does not know us or acknowledge or Israel acknowledge us, you, O Lord, are our father. Our redeemer from of old is your name. Go to Isaiah 64 verse eight. What does it say? It says, yet, O Lord, you are our father. We are the clay. You are the potter. We are all the work of your hands. See, what is your heavenly father like? What does Isaiah say about what your heavenly father is like? Well, let me be a bit of a Bible nerd just for a second, just for a moment, just for 30 seconds. And this is important for those of you who are serious about learning the Bible well, is that in this series called Waiting for Sunrise, we've been doing something, whether you know it or not, we've actually been doing something that's called biblical theology. 
And what that is, is we're taking passage by passage, the book of Isaiah, and we're looking at one passage. We're uncovering what that passage says about who God is. That's what seminarians and theologians would call biblical theology. Today, we're going to take a slightly different approach, is that we're going to look at various parts of Isaiah that all touch on the same theme of God as our Father. We're going to look at different parts, not just one passage, but different parts of Isaiah. And what is that called? That is called what theologians call systematic theology. It's where you're seeing connections between one part of the Bible and another. There's biblical theology, there's systematic theology. And the fact is there's a place for both. That's why we do both here at Thrive Church, both in our preaching, our time with God. It's because we're doing both of those things. Today, we're going to look at different parts of the Bible and different parts of Isaiah in particular that speak to this theme of God being our Father. And in so doing, we're going to uncover three facts that you need to know about your heavenly Father and what he is like. Are you guys ready? Why don't you take some good notes today and write this first one down. Fact number one about your heavenly father. Your heavenly father will never leave you or forsake you. Your heavenly father will never leave you or forsake you. Your heavenly father is someone who is always there for you. He will never leave you. He will never abandon you. He will never quit on you. He is the most loyal friend you could ever have. He is forever loyal to you. And you know, there, there's a father that I heard about just in this past couple of weeks back in, in the States, he'd been estranged from his ex-wife and his 18-year-old daughter for years, hadn't spoken to them in years, but he owed one last child support payment of about $800. And so what he decided to do as a way to embarrass his ex-wife and his daughter is he decided to give that last child support payment in the most public and demeaning and embarrassing way possible. You know what he did? He changed his $800 bills into 80,000 pennies. Then he loaded the 80,000 pennies into a dump truck. Then he drove the dump truck up to his ex-wife's house, and then he dumped 80,000 pennies on the road in front of their house. In effect, he was basically forcing his ex-wife and his 18-year-old daughter to go out into the street in the front of all their neighbors and pick up by hand 80,000 pennies. And, you know, you know, in response to that, what they did, they took those pennies, you know, this, this ex, his ex wife and, and the daughter, they donated to a domestic abuse shelter. But it just goes to show that, you know, unfortunately in this world, absentee, irresponsible, even malicious dads are oftentimes all too commonplace. Your heavenly father is not like that. See, your heavenly father is not someone who's out there to shame you and humiliate you and be cheap with you. But your heavenly father is someone who is always loyal to you. He's always there. He will never leave you or forsake you. And, and see, you know, other people may leave you in life, but your heavenly father will never leave you. Isaiah 54 verse 10 says this, read it with me. It says, though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord. See, you might find that you're going to lose people that you care about very much in life, that the mountains and the hills might be shaken in your life, but there is someone who will never leave your side. It's your heavenly father. 
You know, for reasons beyond your control, maybe your dad can't be with you right now. Maybe your dad wasn't around very much and you had to learn to grow up basically on your own. And maybe your dad left when you were a lot younger. Maybe you couldn't count on your dad to be there in those times when you really could have needed his help. You know, maybe your dad wasn't there to teach you how to throw a football. Maybe your dad wasn't there to, to see your dance recital. Maybe your dad wasn't there when you needed him the most. You need to know your heavenly father is not like that. Your heavenly father will never leave you, never forsake you. He's always there at every moment of your life. Oh, come on, give God a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now. He's forever loyal to you. And that's why dads in this place, one of the best gifts that we can give to our kids is the gift of our presence is to be present in their lives. You know, sometimes we talk with families who are kind of contemplating their future and go, oh, should dad go back to whether it's Asia or Europe or go back to that place and while mom stays with the kids? And I think from personal experience, we, we often tell them, you know, we want to encourage you as much as you can to keep the family together because kids need their dad around. It makes such a huge difference to a child's confidence, to a child's security, to a child's stability when dad is around. You know, I remember when we started Thrive Church, and you know, by, by this point, I wasn't such a kid. Well, maybe I acted kind of like a kid, but I, I wasn't such a kid anymore. I was, you know, 28, 29 years old when we started Thrive Church. Pastor Charlene and I, it was one of the scariest things we'd ever done. I would say it's the scariest thing we ever did. I can remember that first meeting, that first small group meeting that was going to happen in our parents' basement 14 years ago. And I was scared to death. I was like, I, was I remember talking to Pastor Charlene. I was like, Charlene, are you sure about this? Are, are you sure? Are, what if we fail? Like, what, what if this doesn't work out? I was scared. And there's one, actually two promises from God's word that really encouraged me during that time. Matthew chapter 28 is where Jesus gives his great commission where he's saying to his disciples, saying, go and make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them everything that I've commanded you. That's the mission of the church, to make disciples. But do you know that sandwiched around that great commission is two promises that God makes to each and every one of us. One is this, is that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. That's what Jesus says. And the second promise is that and surely I will be with you to the very end of the age. And when you combine those two problems together, what that means is if the one, if the God who has all authority in heaven and on earth is with you to the very end of the age, then what do you have to be scared about? What do you have to fear? You might be going through a scary or uncertain time right now. Maybe when it comes to your health or the health of someone you love, know today you have a heavenly father who will never leave you or forsake you. And when you know that God is near, you start to lose your fear. That's what happens. The presence of God drives out fear. And when you know God is there, it changes everything. Isaiah 54 verse 10 says, though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. Would you underline those words? Who has compassion on you? That leads us to fact number two about your heavenly father. Fact number two is this. Your heavenly father sees you with eyes of compassion. Your heavenly father sees you with eyes of compassion. In other words, he is emotionally present in your life. 
See, maybe your dad was physically around, but he was emotionally absent. Is that he was there, but he wasn't really there. You know, he was kind of just in his own world doing his own thing. He might have provided for you financially. He might have provided for you materially. But when it came to your, 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 the emotional life of a child, it just feel, felt like you, he didn't really focus on that very much. Maybe your dad was cold. Maybe your dad was distant. Maybe your dad was unaffectionate. Maybe you never heard him say the words, I love you. Or never heard him say the words, I'm proud of you. Or you, you just never were affectionate physically, never got a hug or a kiss from your dad. And here's the thing, maybe your dad never took the time to really get to know you and, or, or to understand you or to see where you're coming from. Instead, they just, he would make these snap judgments about you and criticize you instead of encouraging you. You don't need to know this today. If that's what you grew up with, if, you're, if that's your earthly dad, your heavenly father is not like that. Your heavenly father sees you with eyes of compassion. Isaiah 49 verses 15 and 16 say it this way. It says this, can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. You know, sometimes I look at this verse and I think, you know, why does God say, how can a mother forget her baby at her breast as opposed to how can a father forget? Maybe it's because God knows that fathers sometimes forget a lot more than mothers. Maybe it's because fathers tend to abandon their kids a lot more than mothers do. And, and, but he's saying, you know, how can a mother forget? If a mother could forget, I can never forget. I see you with compassion. And then verse 16 says, see, I've engraved you on the palm of my hands. I've engraved within the palm. What does that mean? Is it, have, you ever, have you wanted to get a tattoo before? Do you have a tattoo? You know, I, I always thought, you know, it'd be cool if I got a tattoo, which is like, I've always wanted a six pack. I thought, you know, what, what if I tattoo a six pack abs right here? You know, that, and, then, and then, you know, I, I don't have to work out anymore. I, I'm kidding. But in fact, there's uh, one of my favorite professional wrestlers. Uh, he actually has a tattoo. It's not his abs. He's got natural six pack, but he's got something else. Is that if you look on, his, on, on the side of his abdomen, he has these numbers. And you're like, what are those numbers? The, the, the numbers are the birth dates of his children. He's got three children. And he, and he tattoos their birth dates into the side of uh, his, in, in, into his side. And, and you know what? God does something similar. Do you know that? Is that God says, I've engraved you on the palm of my hands. In other words, God is always thinking about you. You know, there's another thing he says. He says, your walls are ever before me. What does that mean? See, back in Isaiah's day, what were walls? See, back in Isaiah's day, walls weren't just the walls of a room, but walls marked the boundaries of a city. God is saying, in other words, I see all of you. I see every part of you. I don't just see you at your best. I see you also at your worst. And I love you and I see you. I see you with eyes of compassion. I don't just see you from a tunnel vision away or just my vision, but I see it all. I see every part of you and I love you. And, and that's, that's God's love for you. Your walls are ever before him. Everything you go through, God already knows about it. And his heart goes out to you with compassion because you have a heavenly father who sees you with eyes of compassion. You know, a lot of people who haven't read much of the Bible or only parts that speak, seem to speak about judgment or gloom and doom, they, they have this wrong conception of God. Is that they almost think of God almost like Darth Vader in Star Wars. You know, Darth Vader. Could you imagine having Darth Vader as your heavenly father? You know, it's like you, you sense your heavenly father's presence whenever you hear dun, 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 yeah. Ah, ah. And, 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 and that, that's not the worst part. The worst part is the breathing. You're like, here he comes. 
look. I am your heavenly father. Like, ah! ah! No! Get away from me! And, and you can imagine, whenever you fail, whenever you make a mistake, your heavenly father, he gets upset with you. He takes his heavenly lightsaber. He's like, you failed me again. This is for not getting into UBC. This is for not taking over the family business. This is just for being so but ugly. Could you imagine having a heavenly father like that? You would not want to get close to a heavenly father like that. Praise God, your heavenly father is not like that. You know, other people, when they think of God as their father, they think about someone like the Godfather, Don Corleone, right? You know, could you imagine if your, your, your father God was like the Godfather? Could you imagine that? Oh, hey, I make you an offer you can't refuse. You obey my commands or I break your legs. You build my house or I blow up your car. It's nothing personal. It's just business. Here, k- kiss my ring. See, could you imagine having a heavenly father like that? See, a lot of people, they think that their father God is the God father. And someone you have to be scared of, someone you only go to if you've got no other option. If that's your idea of who your heavenly father is, I'm here to tell you today, you're looking at the wrong picture. See, Pastor Steve Morell, he puts it this way. He says, too often, many of us relate to God our father like he's the Godfather. Never personal always business. But when we understand the father heart of God, we realize that with him, everything is always personal and nothing is ever merely business. It's personal because God loves us with a father's love. He loves us so much that he gave his one and only son as a sacrifice for our sins. It doesn't get any more personal than that. Would you turn neighbor and say, God loves you with a personal love? God loves you with a personal love. See, your heavenly father is not cold and unaffectionate and distant and dispassionate, but your heavenly father loves you and he sees you with eyes of compassion. And how do you experience that in your life? If you don't feel that so much, how do you start to feel that in your life? The only way to really experience the compassion of your heavenly father is to spend time in God's presence. It's to spend time in God's presence, not just to, you know, go through life on your own, but to actually spend time relating to God, drawing near to God, getting to know God, worshiping God. You know, once, you know, when I was still a teenager and I was a new Christian, um, there there was a a friend of mine, an older friend of mine called Steve, really good friend of mine. He became my best man many, many years later when I got married. And Steve, I remember there's one time when he was mentoring me, kind of discipling me. He was kind of, you know, just like an older Christian friend. Uh, And I remember there's once when he was praying for me. And as he was praying for me, he, he said something that I'll never forget. He says, you know, he's, and he was just kind of like, you know, test this, JB, but I just really sense that, that in this time of your life, that God really wants you to know him as your heavenly father. Not just as a friend, not just as a savior, but as your heavenly father. And I didn't quite understand that at first, when he first said it. I didn't really get it. But over the next several months, for some reason, different people in my life would somehow, uh, and I don't know who orchestrated it, but just kind of like would give me different things that would remind me to see God as my heavenly father. I got this CD with all these songs about God as my heavenly father from another friend. Uh, and, 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 and it had songs like, you know, Father, I want you to hold me, or, you know, Faithful Father. And I'm like, it's, it's starting to, it's, it's, it was like almost like learning to 
relate to God in a new way. And in fact, there were, I, can, I can think of maybe four or five, six, seven different songs that I was learning during that time that for some reason, all of a sudden, they all for some reason were pointing to this idea of God as my heavenly father. Do you want to hear one of them really quick right now? Can I share one with you? Well, here it is. I'm going to, I'm going to you know, take it over here on the couch and We'll just have a small group together right now. And this is just a, a way for us to uh, kind of just to hopefully get to know our Heavenly Father a little bit better. Uh, this is one of the songs that uh, I used to sing and I used to listen to and have in the background while I'm praying. Uh, and it's called He Knows Your Name by uh, a guy called Tommy Walker. And uh, it just goes something simple like this. Uh, I, I don't have the greatest voice, but, but let's, let's give it a shot. Here we go. A maker, he formed my heart before even time began. My life was in his hands, he knows my name, he knows my every thought. He sees each tear that falls And hears me when I call I have a father He calls me his own He'll never leave me No matter where I go he knows my name He knows my every thought He sees each tear that falls And hears me when I call He knows your name He knows your every thought he sees each tear that falls and hears me when I call. He hears you when you call. And when I would listen to these songs or when I would sing these songs or when I would have them in the background while I'm praying, for some reason, these songs and, you know, related verses in scripture that I would read would really encourage me to think of God as my Heavenly Father. And not just encourage me to think of God as my Heavenly Father, but help me to experience the presence of God in my life. I remember there'd be times when I'd be so stressed and I would be listening to these songs in my room. And I'd be praying to God. And for some reason, I could just sense the presence of my Heavenly Father almost like wrapping his arms around me in those times when I feel like no one else understands. And this goes to show that if you want to get to know the compassion of your Heavenly Father, it's about spending time in His presence. And if you don't know how to do that, we'd love to teach you how to do that. You can sign up for Thrive Disciple School. We'd love to teach you how to spend time in God's presence so you can get to know this amazing Heavenly Father that you have. Because when you know you have an amazing Heavenly Father, it changes everything. It changes the way you look at life. It changes the way you look at yourself. It changes how you relate to God. Romans 8:15 says it this way, it says, for you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. And by him, we cry, Abba, 
Father. What does that mean? Well, first of all, it's saying that, you know, because of Jesus Christ, you don't need to live in fear of God. Instead, because of Jesus, you can have a close relationship with him, a spirit of sonship, a father-son, father-daughter, father-child relationship with him. And by him, we cry, Abba, Father. If you're wondering what Abba is, Abba is not that Swedish band, you know, dancing queen. It's not talking about that. That's They probably got it from that, but Abba, is the most intimate name for father in Aramaic, the language that Jesus grew up speaking, Abba. He would call his dad Abba. And, you know, in, in Mandarin, the equivalent would be something like Laoba or Ba, or, you know, as one of my really good friends would, uh, he, his, his daughter calls him Papi, right? And in, 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 in fact, uh, you know, in Spanish, I hear it's the same thing, is that the, the word for dad, the most affectionate one is Papi. And, and in Nigeria, my, my good friend, he, he says that it's, it's dad or daddy. And in Cantonese, it's daddy. You know, it's, it's just, there's all these different affectionate ways that we refer to our dad. But what's the lesson in all this? Is that God made you for a close, personal relationship with him. And the only way to really experience that close, personal relationship with him is to spend time in God's presence. God is so happy to give us his presence. The question is, are we willing and happy to give us given ours. Question for you today, since your heavenly father sees you with compassion, who is someone in your life today that you need to see with more compassion? Maybe someone in your home, maybe someone that you work with, maybe it's a neighbor. We want to live like our heavenly father, knowing that he sees us with compassion. We turn to your neighbor and say, God sees you with compassion. God sees you with compassion. Final fact that we'll talk about today is that the third fact you want to know from the book of Isaiah about who your heavenly father is, is your heavenly father carries you when you're weak. He carries you. He carries you when you're weak. You know, sometimes when I'm nervous, when I'm stressed, I would pray. And oftentimes the picture that I see is of me resting on top of a giant. Like the giant is almost like lying down and I'm lying down on top of that giant, like on his tummy kind of thing. And, and I was trying to find, is there a, an equivalent anywhere in pop culture for that picture? And I think I found one. It's from the anime film, My Neighbor Totoro. And, and in fact, there, there's, here's a picture of that right now, is that I think her name is May. And, she, and, she's, and she's, she's like resting on top of someone much, much bigger than her. And for me, whenever, whenever I'm stressed and I pray, I often see a picture like this, that, you know, I don't have all the answers. I'm not in control. There's so much uncertainty, but I know someone that I can rest on who's much, much greater, who's much, much bigger. That's your heavenly father. In fact, there's a biblical precedent for it. Look at Isaiah 46, verse three to four. What does it say? It says, listen to me, O house of Jacob, all you who remain of the house of Israel, you whom I have upheld since you were conceived and have carried since your birth. In other words, God has known you from the time you were conceived. Even before you were born, God knew you and he loved you and he set his eyes on you. Number four, verse four says, even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he. I am he who will sustain you. I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue. If you have your Bible in front of you, would you underline those words? I will carry you. Your heavenly father carries you when you're weak. You know, have you ever heard of the Ironman triathlon before? The Ironman triathlon? It's one of the most difficult physical challenges in all the world. It takes place in Hawaii and it consists of the following. There's three parts to it. There is a 3.9 kilometer swim in the ocean. 
and then there's a 180 kilometer bike ride. And if you're wondering what 180 kilometers is like if you're not a biker, for comparison, here at the Thrive Center, we are very near Richmond Center. From Richmond Center to Whistler, that's about 136 kilometers. And so the Ironman Triathlon is 180 kilometers. And that's just the second part of the triathlon. The third part of the triathlon is it's a 42-kilometer run. 42 kilometers is a marathon. It's officially the distance of the Boston Marathon. And so you're going to do 3.9 kilometers of swimming. Then you're going to basically bike from Richmond to Whistler. And then you're going to run 42 kilometers. You're going to run a marathon. And see, some of the world's greatest athletes will compete in the Ironman Triathlon, and they will not finish. Now, there was a little boy called Ricky. And when Ricky's mother was pregnant with Ricky, the doctors told Ricky's parents that there were going to be some complications. They said the umbilical cord is wrapped around Ricky's neck. It's cutting off oxygen to the brain. And so the doctors warned Ricky's parents that their son was not going to be born normal and healthy. He had cerebral palsy. He was quadriplegic, couldn't use the limbs like his legs, his, his hands, his, 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 his arms. The doctors strongly recommended that Ricky be placed in an institution. But Ricky's parents refused. They said, this is our son and we love him and we're going to take care of him ourselves. We will find a way. And so for the next many years, Ricky's parents took care of Ricky in their own home. Ricky, he was bound to a wheelchair, and because he couldn't talk and he couldn't do sign language, it was really hard to communicate. And one day, his parents went to one of the local universities, and they actually picked up what they called a hope machine. And the hope machine was, they called it a hope machine, but really it was just a machine, kind of like what Stephen Hawking would use. It's, it's, it's like he, he, Ricky could sit in the wheelchair, and he had a keyboard and a screen, and he could type out what he was saying. And see, one day, Ricky, he was watching on TV the Ironman Triathlon. And he asked his dad, hey, dad, will you take part in the Ironman Triathlon with me? And at that, dad, dad, at that time, Ricky's dad had a serious heart condition. He didn't know even how to swim. But out of love for his son, he agreed to do the Ironman Triathlon with his son. It took some work to get it approved with the Ironman Triathlon Committee, but they got the approval somehow. They trained together. Dad learned how to swim. And on the day of the race, this is what they would do. For the swim, Ricky's dad would carry Ricky and place him in a little raft. And he would tie a rope to the raft. The other you know, end of the rope he tied around his waist and he would, he would swim 3.9 kilometers, carrying Ricky on his back. And then when it got to the end of the swim, Ricky, he would get out of the ocean. He would carry Ricky out of uh, the boat or out of that raft. And Ricky's dad would put Ricky into a bicycle where there'd be two seats. There's one for Ricky. There's one for his dad. Ricky in the front, dad in the back. And he's now pushing Ricky in the seat and biking 180 kilometers. And then when they finished the bike portion, he would lift him out of the bike and he placed him in a wheelchair. And he would push Ricky 42 kilometers, the equivalent of a marathon, all the way to the finish line. And he made it to the end. In fact, when the race was over, Ricky had never been happier in his life. And people would ask Ricky, you know, do you have anything to say? What, what would you have to say about this? And he took his hope machine, his computer, and he wrote on the keyboard, dad is my hero. You know, there's, there's one thing he wrote as well, which touches me too. He says, the thing I most like 
is my dad sit in the chair and I push him once. Now, it's you know, something to describe it to you this way. It's nothing to see it for yourself. So I just want to show it to you right now. This is footage of Ricky and his dad doing the Ironman triathlon. Let's check it out together right now. Who taught the sun where to stand in the morning? And who taught the ocean you can only come this far? And who showed the moon where to hide till evening? Whose words alone can catch a falling star? Testify 
You know, since completing that first Ironman triathlon, Ricky and his dad, Dick Hoyt, they have completed six Ironman triathlons. Uh, they've completed over 1,000 different athletic competitions and 72 marathons together. They, hadn't, they didn't give Ricky a chance. The doctors didn't. But because of love, Ricky's dad did the unthinkable. And they've accomplished all that together. In fact, uh, in, I can't remember what year it was, but Ricky and his dad, they were inducted into the Ironman Triathlon Hall of Fame. Ricky was the 26th member of that Hall of Fame, and his dad was the 27th. And Ricky came first because he always would finish just a little bit ahead of his dad. And um, the reason I mention that is because you have a Heavenly Father who's a lot like that. Is that you have a Heavenly Father who carries you when you're weak. The fact is this, the Bible says we all have a major disability. We are completely unable to get to God on our own. We are completely unable to go the distance of being good enough to get to heaven. The fact is all of us are a mess. We can't, you know, we can't you know, satisfy our own standards, let alone God's standards. We can't do it. We are completely disabled in that way. But because God loves us, because he couldn't bear the thought of being without us or apart from us for eternity, God's decided, I'm going to go the distance for you. I'm going to carry you in the most practical possible way that I can. I'm going to send my son, Jesus Christ, to go the distance for you. He's going to do what you could not humanly do possible. He's going to do what you could not do, what is not humanly possible for any one of us. He's going to live the perfect life that meets all of God's requirements. And then he's going to die on the cross, the death that you and I were supposed to die for our sins. Now you're like, well, why does someone have to die for our sins? Well, it's because God is not just compassionate, but he's also holy. God is just. He is absolutely righteous. Evil, wickedness, injustice cannot stand in his presence. People who say, oh God, why don't you just get rid of all the evil people? If he really did that, he'd have to get rid of you and me as well. Because very often the biggest messes that we see are not the ones outside of us, they're the ones inside of us. And, and so God decided, you know what? Because I cannot bear to be without you for eternity, I'm gonna send my son, Jesus Christ, to die for you. Maybe you've been a victim of your own dad's mistakes in the past, maybe bad financial decisions or other bad decisions, and you've suffered because of it. Let me tell you this, you never have to pay for your heavenly father's mistakes because he doesn't make any mistakes. Instead, your heavenly father paid for our mistakes. He sent Jesus Christ to pay for it on the cross and to show you in the most public, most amazing way possible that his love for you is without limit, without condition. He stretched out his arms and said, this is how much I love you. And see, to show that Jesus was no ordinary man, but that he is mighty God, everlasting father, 
Jesus didn't just die for our sins, but he rose again from the grave. So that when you place your trust in Jesus Christ, you and I, we are forgiven of our sins. We become children of God. He becomes our heavenly father for real. And you know, at the beginning of this message, I told you that if you want to have peace that the world cannot give, if you want to have confidence and security from the inside out, it begins with knowing your heavenly father and having a relationship with him. How do you have a relationship with God? It's through Jesus Christ. It's by putting your faith not in what you do or how good you think you are, but in how good God is by sending Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins. John chapter four, verse six says it this way. It's the last verse for today. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. See, if you want a real relationship with your heavenly Father, and with that, the peace, the security, the confidence that comes, not with having another religion, but a relationship with God. It begins by praying and asking Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins. Have you done that before? Have you asked Jesus Christ into your life to forgive you of your sins? If you want a relationship with God and you realize there are sins in your life that need forgiveness, then I'm gonna encourage you to do this one thing with me today. We wanna give you an opportunity to receive the amazing forgiveness that Jesus gave to us on the cross by sacrificing his life. And what you can do, you can click that, 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 that link in your chat room. You can scan the QR code on your screen. It's gonna take you to a prayer page where it'll have a written out prayer that you can pray. And so that you're not doing this alone, and trust me, you're not doing this alone. I'm gonna do this with you. And we're gonna pray this prayer, believing that when you pray it with a humble heart, an open heart, that the promises of the Bible apply to you and say that you're forgiven of your sins. Are you ready? Do you want to do that? Why don't you click that link? Why don't you scan that QR code and we can pray this prayer together right now. You can just pray it with me right now and say, Dear Jesus, thank you that you died on the cross to pay for my sins, that you rose again to give me life. Today, I open up my heart. Please come in. Forgive me of my sins and fill me with your Holy Spirit. I place my trust not in what I do, but what you have done for me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Did you pray that prayer? Did you mean that from your heart? If you did, then the Bible says you are forgiven of your sins. You're a child of God. God is your heavenly Father. You have a relationship with him that's not just for now, not just for tomorrow, it's for eternity. And so with that in mind, if you made that decision, we uh, want to say congratulations. And we actually have a special gift we want to give just for you to encourage you in your walk with God. Uh, if you want to click the link just underneath that prayer, and it'll take you to a gift page where we'd love to give you a couple gifts to celebrate this amazing decision that you've made, this prayer that you've prayed, and some resources to help you and hopefully encourage you in your relationship with God. Can we give all of our friends who prayed that prayer just now a big hand, a big shout, let's play together right now. Praise God. And see, since it's Father's Day today, I want to give everyone here an opportunity to thank, to celebrate, and honor not just our earthly dads, but even more, our Heavenly Father. He's the one who will never leave you or forsake you. He's the one who's always there and forever loyal to you.
He's the one who sees you with eyes of compassion, the one who's emotionally available and present to you. He's the God who carries you when you're weak. He's faithful. He is strong. He is wise. He is loving. He is just. He is righteous. He is everything we need. If you believe that, I would encourage you right now just to lift up a hand to God as your response to him. Don't worry about your neighbor. It doesn't concern them. This is between you and your heavenly father. If you want to give God thanks for who he is in your life, that because he is near, you don't need to fear. That because he is near and he's in control, you can say the best is yet to come. That whatever wall you may be facing today, there's someone who's got your back. It's your heavenly father. And so would you just lift up your hand to God, lift up both hands even, and would you start talking to God in your own words, from your heart. Don't worry about your neighbor, this between you and God. Would you make the most out of this moment and just celebrate your heavenly father right now? Would you start talking to God right now in your own words? Just whatever words you can say to God right now, just say it to him right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, mighty God, everlasting Father. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. That's it, church. Just in your own words, just start talking to God for a bit before I lead you. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Praise you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you that you never leave us. Thank you that you never forsake us. Thank you, God, for your compassion. Thank you, God, for your forgiveness. Thank you, God, for your unconditional love. Thank you, God, for your power. Thank you, God, for your strength. Thank you, God, for your plans. Thank you, God, that your purposes never fail. Thank you, God, for your love that's unconditional. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you so much that we got you. Because of Jesus, we got you. And that because we got you, it's going to be okay. That because we got you, we aren't facing anything that's too difficult for us. Because we got you, we know the best is yet to come. Because we got you, there's peace that passes understanding. Because we got you, we know that there is a perfect plan for our lives. Because we got you, we know that you have everything that we need. And so we look to you today. And we thank you so much for every single person who said yes to you today, who you know, opened up their heart to you. We all open up our hearts to you right now. And we run to you. And we say thank you so much for loving us the way that you do. Thank you so much for being a God who never leaves us or forsakes us. A God who's always there and forever loyal. A God who has compassion on us, who's emotionally available to us, who's proud of us, who loves us. Someone who gives us a love that fills the dad-sized hole in our heart. Thank you, God, for your love, which is strong and carries us when we're weak. Thank you for sending Jesus Christ to die on the cross and to rise again so we can have a contagious hope that we can share with others in our world. We thank you so much that because of you, we have everything we need. It's all about you, and we worship you today on this Father day. We praise you. We honor you. We celebrate you, our Heavenly Father, for who you are and for all of your love. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 Come on, give God all of your praise in this place right now. First time guests, I don't normally cry this much, all right? Rest assured, I don't always cry this way. It's just that God's love is pretty amazing and he loves you so much. Let's celebrate that love together right now. And I'm gonna invite our worship band to lead us in a song. Let's respond to God. At the same time as singing, let's also respond to God by giving. Let's give our faithful tithes, our generous offerings. Know that when we seek God's kingdom first, he adds what he adds, everything we need. Not only does he add everything we need, but he builds his church, his house through us as well. And so let's give to God. Go to mythought.info to give. Let's sing this song to God. And I'm going to close with one last prayer that you don't want to miss. I'll see you guys really soon.
carried a burden for too long on my own. I wasn't created to bear it alone. I hear your invitation.
to grace I'm done with my hiding No reason to wait My heart needs a surgeon My soul needs a friend So I run to the Father Again and again I run to the Father I fall in grace I'm done with the hiding No reason to wait My heart needs a surgeon My soul needs a friend So I run to the Father again and again and again and again Give God a big hand, a big shout. Let's play together right now. Oh, come on. There's more than that. Give God all of your praise in this place. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so very much for an amazing Sunday that we can look to you and discover the amazing, everlasting Father that we have in you. We thank you so much for your incredible, unlimited love for every single person who's watching right now. Thank you for never giving up on us, for always being so patient with us, for providing us everything we need and writing a greater story than anything we could write for ourselves. We recognize and admit today that it's not about us, it's about you. And so would you be glorified in and through our lives, through our families. We pray specifically for the dads in this place, the granddads in this place. We thank you so much for them and pray your strength, hope, wisdom, fill their hearts so that they can reflect you, our Heavenly Father, to their kids and grandkids, their families, and everyone around them. We pray for every single one of us today that your blessing, your presence, your comfort, your peace, your wisdom, your joy, healing, and your Holy Spirit would fill every single person here until we next meet again. We thank you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. One more time. Let's give God a big hand, a big shout. Let's play together right now. That's it for our service, but our worship continues. We'll see you next week for the next episode. In fact, it's the final episode of our Waiting for Sunrise series. You do not want to miss it. Bring a friend. Also encourage you to sign up for Thrive Disciple School. Level 3 is launching on July the 14th. You do not want to miss it. We'll see you guys really soon. A happy Father's Day again to all the dads and granddads. Regardless of who you are, we love you. God loves you. Praise God. The best is yet to come. Take care, everybody. Thank you, Pastor JB, for that empowering message today. Once again, if this is your first time visiting us, connect with us by texting new to 604-255-770 or visit mythrive.info and you'll receive a Thrive stainless steel water bottle from us. It's a way for us to show that we appreciate you and spending your time doing Thrive Church online. You may have prayed the prayer earlier today to receive Jesus. And I want to let you know that's one of the best decisions you've made. Share with us. The great news by texting BELIEF to 604-255-770 or visit mythrive.info and click I want to receive Jesus today. We want to help you build your relationship with God and so we prepared a gift and great biblical content for you to enjoy while answering some of your questions about Christianity. For those of you who are wondering what the next step is after you receive Jesus, it's baptism. If you'd like to get baptized or find out more about baptism, head on over to mythrive.info and click baptism. Thrive Discipleship School TDS Level 3 is happening July 14th to August 25th. TDS Level 3 helps Christians discover and embrace their God-given shape to serve God. 
For registration or more information, please visit mythrive.info. Hurry, space is limited. As we dove into a question about keeping hope alive today, my biggest takeaway was that I should spend more time in His presence to experience compassion of my Heavenly Father. I encourage you to invite all your friends and family to join us for our last episode of Waiting for Sunrise series next week right here at Thrive Church Online. Now, what would it look like for you to take a step even deeper into your relationship with Thrive? We have so many people investing and partnering with the mission of Thrive with what God is doing here. And I want to invite you into that as well. If you enjoy the content today, I encourage you to invest into what God is installing here at Thrive by heading over to mythrive.info and click online giving. Thank you to those who have already generously invested into Thrive's ministries. That's it for this week. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to share your favorite memory with your dad on our online Facebook group. I hope you all have a lovely Sunday morning. Enjoy the rest of the week and I'll see you next week right here at Thrive Church Online. Bye!